Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with an eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Are your money back? Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. The 2023 IndyCar season has come to a close. We have crowned our champion. We talked about it last week. Alex Below, two and three years. Sorry for my boy Frankie. He wants to be a part of the show today. Uh, but Alex blows the champ. Scott Dixon wins again to close out the season. Uh, we got a full show for you today. Our usual segments will hand out some uh, milk, some dog, a little bit of yikes. We got the weekend podium, of course, and then a very special guest. Uh, a really, really interesting, entertaining conversation with Los Angeles Chargers running back Austin Eckler. Uh, you see him on your fantasy teams, you see him on Sundays, and he's absolutely crushing it, and he spent about 25, 30 minutes with us, and it was a really interesting conversation. So, looking forward to that. Again, I'm Joey Molinaro. Uh, with me, Ben Walden, Connor Daly, of course, uh, for Speed Street under Dirty Mo Media. Connor, I know you are uh, up early in Adam out in California right now. How are you That's- feeling? How's your time out west been? Well, it's been interesting. Uh, you know, spent a couple days at Laguna Seca. Um, you know, what a weekend. I, I think that's really what we what we're gonna get into. But uh but yeah, life's good. Um did some, you know, did a did some very relationship things here, did a pottery class, made some bowls. Uh so I'm feeling like uh, you know, like just just feeling great. Feeling very domesticated. Really and then we're heading back to Indy now for the IMSA race this weekend. Um, there's obviously a lot of racing going on. As soon as our season ends, there's still other racing happening, of course, because we need to be racing deeper into the, uh, into the fall, but, uh, but yeah, heading back home to Indy today, wanted to get this show out because I think it's a great, it's going to be a great show. Um, and yeah, feeling, feeling good about it. We haven't gotten the, or at least I haven't seen yet. Maybe you guys have, but the ratings for Sunday's race, of course, we all know the giant um, football stadium-sized elephant in the room of the NFL returning week one. Uh, so you know that's going to be a tough competition to go against, even though there has been plenty of momentum gaining. We've seen those ratings continue to go up and really maintain uh, post Indy 500, which has been really, really exciting, especially when it's on Big NBC. Um, have you guys seen those at all? Have we, have we checked in on that? I, I haven't seen. I, di- I didn't see an official uh, wording. I know we got a text in our group chats about um, 
like a 580,000 people number watching, which I guess is actually somewhat encouraging going up against the NFL and NASCAR. Um, So I had heard, like, honestly, if we pull half a million while the NFL is on, I mean, goodness gracious, that's like, that's, I feel like that's a dream for us. So I, I don't know officially. We'll, We'll obviously wait for some sort of official wording on that. I didn't check the Twitter sphere, but, um, but either way, I mean, you, you count the season as a as a plus. You count the season as a plus. You count it as a, a as a very positive year for sure overall. Uh, I think we've talked about that. There's no doubt about it. Um, great momentum. I just wish, you know, like I do think we need more races. Like that's sadly that's still something that that really gets at me because it's like, man, the season's over and like the playoffs just started for NASCAR essentially. Like, yep. There's all kind of, you know, Formula One's got such a wild streak ahead. You know, they're going to Singapore this weekend. Um, you know, had a had a quick chat with our, our uh, friend of the show, Logan Sargent, uh, this week. Uh, you know, he's doing he's doing well. Uh, I, I I asked him about uh, a few things about F1 Twitter because I've been getting into heated debates on F1 Twitter with a bunch of children, uh, which is not again not what I should be doing. Not what I should be doing. I understand that, but uh, yeah. It's 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 been a great year for us, but I just you know I wish we still go. I wish, wish we were still going. That's all. We had the news um, over the weekend, uh, the past few days, that the uh, test that was the test this past year, beginning of the season. You have to forgive me. I got all sorts of shit going on here. My dryer's going insane in the background. <laughs> nice. We like can't hear it. So you can't hear it. So you're good. <laughs> oh. Sorry, okay. It was literally like it's like going <laughs> absolutely insane, banging against the wall like it's an atomic bomb about to go off. Um, but, but the news that, that, that Palm Springs uh, is now going to have uh, a BBB, a, a prize, a million-dollar purse for an <laughs> exhibition race at the beginning of the year. Uh, Connor, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I, I still am not sure how I feel about the term exhibition race. Like, I, I, I don't understand why the amount of effort that we put in as teams and 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 just as individuals to get ready for a season of competition to get ready for every race you know a million dollars is awesome right like first of all i i think that is enormous um yeah. i don't know if that track is a good race track though for us that's the problem like i think everyone was there and like it was fun to drive at that track i really i did enjoy it i enjoyed it more than i thought i think there are a few areas that are highly questionable if you go off like in a car like ours um but uh you know safety that's not my department so i i don't i don't know what what that looks like um but a million bucks like that's very cool that there's no like it's it's i i i'm i'm on the fence about it a lot of people were pumped about it of course and anyone who's got a shot at like if you're you know if you're a penske or a nasty guy you know, you're going to be really thrilled because you got a really, really good chance at a million dollars right out the gate. You know what I mean? So it'll be a different scene though. You know, obviously with the hybrid system next year, if that's all in place, you know, you might see some different teams at the, uh, you know, taking advantage of that. But also usually when it comes down to new hybrid technology or new technology into the cars, guess what teams have been testing all of those things more than anyone else? Well, the big teams, the Ganassis, you know, the Andretti's, all those big teams will get access to that stuff quicker than anyone else. So, you know, they're going to have, but but that's, that's kind of what they have to do. Penske is the workload because it is the Penske entertainment property IndyCar. So 
you know, that's that's just how it works sometimes. But uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I think it's positive, but again, as long as it's you know really put on television well, uh, which I say, will with NBC. Okay, so it's NBC. What's the fan experience going to be like? Because I know it's very secluded. I have no idea. People to be there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's okay. no, there's no seats. So like, it's. I think right. it's just like a club based thing. And honestly, if the if if the thermal folks, if they are, if they're the ones that are saying, hey, we we want this, then great. Because if if as long as we're getting paid to be there, right? Like if if someone, you know, if there's prize, I I hope, you know, maybe it's a million dollars, but there's still also prize money paid out to other positions as well. So like everyone sure. feels like we're doing something, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, interesting for sure. I, I guess I was surprised. Like if the weird thing is, is if they add that exhibition race and then they put like the Argentina race that they've been talking about at the end of the season. Well, now you're like, well, we're racing 19 times, but yeah. like, but two of them don't count. So it's, it's a very like, I've never seen a racing championship right. put like a bunch of exit. Like obviously NASCAR. Why don't we just throw them on the calendar? Yeah, I, I know. I, 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 it's a little confusing for me. I would say it's a little confusing, um, but uh, you know, it is what it is. As long as we're seeing more events, I think that's good for our sport. Yeah, I guess it's baby steps in that way because, like you said, I mean, if you're out there at the Thermal Club in uh, middle of February or beginning of February or whatever it is, and then if you go to Argentina in October. You know, then that extends it, you know, from instead of the beginning of September, beginning of March, beginning of September, then you add on those at the end. I get that they're exhibitions, but again, baby steps. If you're able to say, okay, we're going to test these out. We're going to make them exhibition, one with this purse money right here, and then hopefully all goes well. And then all of a sudden you're like, all right, there you go. Now we're international. We're at 19 races. Hopefully you can slide in a new location, you know, and uh, um, America in the Midwest, maybe on the East Coast or something. And then all of a sudden we're at that magic 20 number. Right. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, that that I still think is the ideal, um, you know, the ideal situation. But uh, it is progress. You are right. Um, I, the, you know, the whole exhibition side of it is still a, a question mark for me. But I mean, I I would say like a place a place like Laguna Seca, like when we talk about the quality of racing, right? Like I I don't know if 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 thermal is really the quality of racing that we want. I, I don't know. I I think I'm very curious. But Laguna Seca, I would say, you know, that's a place that's really, really hard to pass, especially in the current era where the cars are much faster now. They're breaking, you know, they set a new track record. Um, and, you know, to get into that race, people looked extremely desperate. And so, like, I, I don't want that to happen in a place like, uh, you know, Thermal, where it, it is going to be desperate for a million bucks. I mean, that's a lot of money. We don't get paid as much as these, you know, NASCAR or uh, or F1 guys. Um, even though there are a few other drivers pushing the salary, uh, you know, salary limits up, which is great, <laughs> but, um, but I, I, you know, to get into Laguna Seca, I mean, that was, that was, well, some I was really, that yeah, was, I, I was going to say, I, I think the, the, the only bigger shit show that I saw on TV over the weekend from, uh, Laguna Seca was my Steelers playing football on Sunday. And that so was I'm tough. glad that we don't have to get into that. We can talk about the other shit show that was that was Laguna Seca, of course, won by Scott Dixon. Uh, you had Felix Rosequist going out in style on the pole. Um, what is it, his third of the year? Yeah, he's been on the pole a lot this year. He's, yeah. he's done a great job. Third of the year, his final race uh, in the era McLaren, papaya and orange colors. Um, but then, yeah, man, like you said, I mean, just absolute chaos 
uh, Sunday afternoon there out in California. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I was there. Uh, I had a nice little, had a nice couple meetings uh, myself for for the future. Had a few different things going on that I thought was really positive. Uh, you know, for for my outlook on on everything, which I I think is good. Um, and you know, we'll obviously get into that. Uh, you know, as we go here in this these off season episodes, but um, you know, I, I was very happy with how the weekend went. Uh, you know, qualifying was very interesting. Um, you know, several people just struggling, people going off the track. I would say I saw more people go off and practice and qualifying than I think I've ever seen in IndyCar sessions. Uh, you know, the drivers were telling me that offline it's very, just very bad. You go from having grip to complete lack of grip. Um, you know, which, you know, this new surface was, was new to everyone. So, uh, it's a challenge, but, uh, but I mean, you just saw the amount of mistakes that were possible and and you saw how people are just pushing so incredibly hard to, to finish off this season strong. Um, and you know, there was a one moment in qualifying, uh, that was, that was very interesting. Uh, saw the, the, well, I won't mention it, but there was a, there was a certain time where I was like, "Oh, that's interesting, haha!" But uh, you know, pick 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 whatever moment uh, you want yourself out of that one. But um, it was fascinating to see the track record break. You know, Christian Lundgaard owns the track record now, uh, which is not you know not too surprising. Uh, Felix Rosenquist on the pole though was something that I thought was interesting. I mean, him and not Pato or not Rossi. I mean, he has been a qualifying like absolute titan this year like the willpower of of the mclennan team yeah um so you know great farewell for him uh but yeah when we get into that race i mean i actually didn't stay for the race like i flew to la before the race because for me it's still hard to watch the race i I don't know i don't need to be there everyone's busy i've had my meetings already um but i obviously was able to watch a bit of it um uh most of it and you know i had several friends texting me like chaos or all these all these very exciting and 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 crazy adjectives um but uh, you know when, when a track like that is it, it's so hard to to overtake right because the straights are so so short mm-hmm. and by, by going so fast the cars you know there's not enough time to build momentum for those overtaking maneuvers right so all of the overtaking maneuvers like that you saw were super last minute super aggressive, super late, but as race car drivers, you have to do it. But I guess in this scenario, I was very surprised at the, like, just lack of thought that went into a lot of different moves. Now, there were uh, several people that were predictable, you know, having those, you know, throwing those moves. But, you know, the start was was one of those things that it wasn't necessarily anyone's, you know, massive stupidity. Like, if you look at that, it's just a ton of cars packed into a small space. And if you have one that hits another, not a lot of other people can go other places. And it was just the worst case scenario. So, um, so that, that was a real shame to see, but I mean, other than that, I mean, you, you could get into every different incident and you look at like, you know, that was just a lot of it was silly. You know, there was a lot of penalties being handed out as well, which I guess we, we, we have called for like, like if you're, if there is an say, aggressive... are they listening to Speed Street? Because we they are just... listening to the show. Yeah, maybe. Um, like I, I do agree with penalizing people for doing dumb stuff. Like that is completely like what stewards are for. Like because you're supposed to limit that stupidity, right? Like we are fully capable of wrecking each other every corner if we wanted to, right? 
but we also want to be able to continue the race and we're very selfish. So we want to be able to get a good result for ourselves, even though we might've knocked someone off the track. So to see the stewards, you know, doing that, I, I, I do commend them for that. I would say there are some things still that like you have to be consistent about, like if you're going to penalize everyone at the last race, you better be making sure to penalize them at the first race next year too. You know what I mean? Scott Dixon was, it was still very much up in arms about the stewards. Like, man, his comments are just like a wild, but it's still uh, funny. Cause he's just, he's winning races and he's still just so pissed, you know? Oh my but gosh. Like- I know it's, <laughs> it's incredible, but like, and, and, and it's, it's just how it goes. Like, I think you saw, I knew by lap maybe 15, I was like, Scott Dixon's going to win this race. And, and it's just, it's crazy to see how these strategies play out. Cause again, with that many yellows and like you saw such a, you know, uh, so many cars out of the race, so many cars, you know, 20, 30 laps down because they're trying to fight for the leader circle spots. Um, you know, the restarts were just a complete shamble. I don't know. I, I, I think there was more, just, just more lack of thought than I expected, I would say. Um, but, but I guess that's just the era that we're in now. I, I do hope we clean it up because I do believe we put on a better show than that. Um, well, what percentage are, would you hand out to that being the cause of it's the last race, people are trying to make hay where they can, when they can, and also the standard, the precedent that has been set by the stewards throughout the season? Like, where do you, what percentage lies where with those two things of why people were making those kind of decisions, you think? Well, that's a great question. I mean, I, I, I think it's, I think it could be anywhere from 50, 50 to, you know, to, I don't know, some, some, something similar because it's, it's both, right? Like if people get away with things, you're going to keep doing it, right? Like that's just kind of human nature. Um, and I think to, to see penalties handed out, that's good. But again, you, if you don't know what you're really going to get one for, then you're just going to keep, keep doing whatever you're going to try to do. Um, but yeah, it just, there was a, you know, when you think about it, there's cars fighting for a championship within a championship, the top 22 in the leader circle, right? So you had, you know, both Junko's cars having a very, very good race for a while. You had, you know, Devlin Francesco was up front at one point, and he's one of those guys that was fighting for the top 22. But again, he threw his car into David Malukas at one point that was just like, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? Like, goodness gracious, that was its own yikes moment in itself. Um, but uh, but yeah, there was there was a lot there that I think is about a 50-50. Like, yes, it's the last race of the season, Joey, but it's also, you know, everyone was pretty comfortable getting away with stuff. But maybe now a precedent was set like, all right, you know, we, we see what's been going on here. We need to make some changes. Yeah, it's interesting going into the offseason with that being the last taste in your mouth, you know, because then, like you said, you go into 2024 and you you feel kind of like there's just a bunch of unknowns in a way. You you don't know what you're going to get when you're out there. Um, you don't know what you're going to get as a viewer. You don't know what you're going to get as a driver. And you're going into, I guess, now the Thermal Club, even though it's going to be an exhibition, kind of just feel like, uh, I mean, all right, we'll try this. This is what was flying. This this is what I'm under the impression of, and uh, it could be different this year. Totally. Football's back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 
New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game this September. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SPEED to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SPEED. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm very curious to see how it plays out, but, you know, overall... You know, we're, we'll get into handing out some milk and 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 seeing who's got that dog in them here because we got to get into that race. But overall, I, I would say not surprised by the results. Very typical IndyCar podium. You know what I mean? You got Scott McLaughlin there who really put it on there. Alex Pillow finishing the season with another uh, you know another trophy. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think it was it, it was a difficult display of IndyCar motor racing because I think that I, I there was more overtaking than I expected at a track like that, which was going to be difficult to pass. Um, but just the way it was all done was definitely, that that was tough to see, but it created chaos, right? Like a race like that gives someone like Callum Eilat the, the great opportunity to finish in the top five, right? You had Augustine Canapino running in the top five, you know, towards the end. Um, you had guys all over the map, you know, uh, Ryan and Ray finished in the top 10 for the first time in the season. You know what I mean? Like there's, you know, Stingray Rob finished 12th. If that's happening in a race, you know, it's been something chaotic has been happening. Um, you know, just like Elio finished 13th and he was in like four crashes. So, um, it was, uh, it was definitely one of those days, but, uh, but let's get into handing out some milk and, uh, and, yeah. and, and how, how do we feel about that? You ready let's for it? Let's do it, bro. Yeah. Lead us off. All right. So I'm right out the gate. I'm going to go with uh, a pretty easy choice for, um, for the milk. Uh, but for me, it's, it's Callum Eilat. Callum Eilat gets the milk for me this weekend. I know it's probably an obvious choice. Um, but uh, d- despite him making a pretty scary mistake with like three or four laps to go, that was like that was crazy. I don't know if everyone saw that, but like he had a huge off and and still kept it under control. Went from fourth to fifth. Um, but a great day to you know for him. It's been a tough season for those guys, and 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 you know Callum Eilat has not forgot how to drive. He is a he is a good talented driver. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about him getting. There's a lot of hatred going towards him from the Argentinian, some of the Argentinian fan base, which is just, I, I think, completely outlandish. But we'll we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, but Callum gets um, gets the milk for me, for sure. 
Yeah, man, make it real easy. Get some milk for me as well. Um, uh, you know, Calum's a good dude, obviously a friend of the show. And yeah, I mean, just excited to see, like you mentioned, I, I, even though it was a bit of a shit show, like we said, it's like, it's a weird balance because when a race is like that, like you said, the chaos provides to see different results that we're not used to. And that is interesting and entertaining and fun, I think. And so a big milk Big old gallon of milk goes to uh, the uh, the bloke, the mate, Callum Eilat there, finishing fifth. Yeah. Since you went, since I'll, I'll go with the dog then. Um, I'll go with the dog on this one. And hey, we've we've been we've been throwing the hammer down on this guy all year long, and so I'm just gonna put it out there for him because hey, why not? It's the last re- race of the year. Old Stingray Bob, baby. 12th overall finish, man. Finishes the rate, finishes the season. A lot of people are saying, hey, you got no business being out there. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, it probably wouldn't happen like that on a, a normal condition race. But uh, how about it, dude? Getting the dog in there, not finishing the back of the pack. Stingray Bobby. Stingray <laughs> Bobby. You know what? He uh, He's in the money. Top 12 does pay. There you uh, go. I believe that is a you know forty percent of prize money split of maybe four hundred dollars. <laughs> Stingray Rob gets. Let's go, Bob. Uh, big, you know that that's that's a shame because that was also my dog. Um, but I will pick another one because we we've now had the same guys twice. Okay. Uh, but I I would like to uh, give my dog to Marcus Armstrong. Marcus hey. Armstrong was all over the map. During that race, I believe he was in like two different crashes as well. Still finishes eighth, rookie of the year. Um, he really never gave up. Like that guy, I think has a lot of resilience in this series. Uh, there's been you know moments like Portland. He had a great finish going before they had that issue in the pits. Um, so Marcus Armstrong gets it. I think uh, you know with only thirteen cars, fourteen cars on the lead lap, um, it's tough to uh, you know fully gauge who had a who had a great run, but. Um, you know, lots of people out of that race, lots of drama. Um, but that was my uh, that was my dog. I'm gonna go Marcus Armstrong. Love it. Yeah, that's a good pick, man. And then coming off, like you said, uh, he gets the 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 new agreement, the full time ride with uh, Ganassi. Yes. So on top of that, going into 2024, good for him. Big deal. Uh, my yikes! Unfortunately. Uh, this one is as easy as the milk that we gave out, and uh, I think it's got to go for for just Graham Rahal's day. Um, you know, Bro. we had a, a, a strong second half from the 15 team, especially after the Indy 500, and then you know saw him up there in qualifying. We saw Graham getting on the uh, the 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 podium itself at Indy, um, and then not even be able to complete a lap on the last last race of the season. Uh, just for his day, you know, it's just a big, That's big to go into the off season. And I know he made the comment about how he's seen the medical, you know, staff more than he's seen his wife this year. Probably has a point. Um, but yeah, just just felt a big old yikes for for GR fifteen, right. and I wish it would have gone differently for for him and that team. Yeah, it was sad because they had such a great they had, they had a great weekend going. I mean, they had fast cars. Uh, both him and Christian and Yuri Vips were Pretty, yeah. Uh, yeah. fast. That whole that whole team was fast. So. Man, that's brutal. Uh, my yikes! I, I literally put this in my phone. My yikes is everyone. Everyone is a yikes Ooh. from me this weekend. Every single driver, uh, there was every single person was doing something at some point. I don't even. I don't even know who made the least mistakes. Because uh, even Scott Dixon, who won, 
um, you know, had a drive-through penalty, I think, and had was in all kinds of accidents. I don't even know if many teams have front wings left after that uh, event. Um, so yeah, my yikes goes to everyone, uh, even though there might have been some people who didn't hit anyone. Uh, it was a um, just quite a disaster. So very, very interesting. Uh, also, yikes to all the people that are. Um, you know, like threatening Callum's life. Like the poor guy had to make his Twitter account private. Uh, it's wild to see, like, just That's to jump into that really year. quick. The the passionate fan base we love, right? Like, again, I, I we had a great chat with Augustine Canapino. Like, I, I, I like Augustine a lot. I, it's not like, it's not like he's the one who's going out here and trying to, you know, wring Callum's neck. It's, it's just, you know, this, this is motorsport and like motorsport is close and difficult. And like, I even saw, you know, there was a there was a former driver from Argentina who was saying that you know Callum's move was was not fair. It's like, man, if you look at that video that Callum put out, like it's 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 just a racing thing. Like going in going into turn one, you know where where Augustine's uh, wing got broken. You know that's a that's a big wide passing area that you want to take advantage of. And Callum went down the outside, did not make any contact. And if you if you look at the onboard video, Augustine either got hit from the back or he just lost control of the car just slightly on the inside, and he's the one who actually ran into Callum's tire. So, you know that that can happen. It's not either of their faults. This is just close racing. You know what I mean? Um, like it's very evident. And I don't have a dog in the fight here because like I like both guys. But if I look at that video, I'm like, I don't know why no one else saw that. Either Canapino got hit from behind or something because there's Callum has just already been driven by, and there's a, comp- a full lane that he has left his teammate. So for me, that's clear. That's completely clear. I mean, even I I had an interaction with a teammate, uh, you know, in 2019 at Laguna Seca when I was driving for Andretti. I was racing against Marco, and I I I threw a move on him into turn one, and honestly, like it it was something where it was too late. Uh, I thought he was going to give me or like he was going to let me buy, but, but, but that wasn't happening. And so, you know, I, I had to spin the car because I didn't want to take out my teammates. So that like Augustine did not have to do that because there was plenty of room there. So I, I, you know, that's just a racing incident. And if those people can't understand that, that's just, that's just sad. Like I've even been getting, been getting so much awful stuff on the internet lately that like, it is annoying. Like people do read it. Poor Callum. Like I wouldn't want to read that either. You know what I mean? So uh, yep. he's definitely getting more than I'm getting. But like you just that's just sad. So hopefully that can uh, be sorted out because you, you hate to. See, I mean, obviously there's going to be a bunch of you know awful people saying awful things on the internet, no matter what, right? But there's just that was an excessive amount. I would say for yeah, a situation that was not egregious and not like it was just not not right. something that should be that argumentative. Yeah, unfortunately, fandom of all sorts really blinds you, right? You you, you see what you want to see, uh, and you and you don't see what you don't want to see. Uh, so I think you got to, like you just laid out, a perfect example of that from uh, over the weekend between two teammate, teammates, which is even more unfortunate. But yeah, second time this year we've had to have IndyCar like go public with a statement about yeah. we don't want this from our fans, and this isn't how we... We don't support this and everything. Like, well, this is wild, man. Get it under control, guys. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just sad. It's just kind of the state of the world we're in. But uh, that's true. That's true. 
Yeah, that's we go kind on of the, our end podium. Yeah, yeah. I, I say we get right into the podium for our for our weekends for everything uh, because that was that was a you know we we pretty much covered Laguna Seca. There was a lot that went on. Um, there's a lot, you know, David Malukas officially a McLaren driver, which I think we kind of predicted, which everyone predicted. Um, and you know, lots of, lots of chatter around the paddock. I think next week we'll get into more of a, uh, in-depth season breakdown. Uh, I think we've got some, you know, Ben has been kind enough to look up, uh, you know, what we predicted at the beginning of the year. And we could talk about how, it, how it wound up at the end, um, and uh, and yeah, so we'll we'll get into that more next week, as since we have a guest this week and and a, a great interview we want to get to. So yeah, let's get to the podium here. It could be uh, like on uh, award show. We call it like the Speedies or something. You yeah, know? yeah, exactly. Uh, right into the season yeah. award show. There we go. Yeah, right, exactly. Podium. Third place. Um, Third up. So for me, P three on the podium for for me is uh, NFL unpredictability. Uh, I completely predicted the week one of the NFL wrong. Yep. Uh, I think I saw lots of teams not play good football, uh, and there are lots of teams that I, I I don't know. I you think you know so much. You watch all these pregame shows. You know you try to build your fantasy team. I got five, I got three fantasy teams where I think I'm going to be you know an elite athlete, an elite team manager. Um, and then you see the you know the Cincinnati Bengals score three points against the Cleveland Browns. And, you know, my lock of the millennium was the Pittsburgh Steelers plus two and a half against the talk about Niners. <laughs> I know it's a sad moment, but uh, there was there was a lot of things that I just that, again, it makes you excited because you're like, well, now I can't wait for next week. The NFL script is written. They've done a great job locking us in, trying to see who's going to rebound in week two. Um, so that gets P3 for me. <laughs> so true, man. Yeah, I literally <laughs> oh and five in my parlay that I built out. Yeah. Now. One, I was like one and six. The parlay. Terrible. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. Um, third for me, uh, third place goes to Arizona State University. I made my way out there for uh, the deal that I'm doing this fall with uh, college football on Fox and Dos Equis. I'd never been to Arizona. I'd never been to Arizona State. And the campus and everything surrounding certainly lived up to the hype. Absolutely beautiful. Beautiful scenery. Beautiful weather. Um, great restaurants and bars and uh, a whole lot of fun. I, I just will say that it is, you know, everybody wants to talk about the dry heat. That's a bunch of baloney because it is, you're roasting in an oven out there. I mean, it is so, <laughs> even if it's dry, I get it. You could feel the difference. You're like, okay, this isn't as thick, but it's just hot. Um, but even with that being said, still Arizona State, beautiful campus, beautiful place. Want to go back. Loved it. I've heard a lot of great things about ASU over the years. Uh, I did not get to go there and visit there, but uh, you you only hear great things. I yes. think Scottsdale and that whole Arizona area, great, great place. Yes. Um, but Ben, what do you got? Yeah, Ben, so, go for it. Really quickly, so since you were in Arizona, did you have a chance to go to In-N-Out? And what's your guys' both thoughts on In-N-Out Burger? Dude, no. I went to I, In two weeks' time, I went to Vegas and Arizona State. Didn't get to In-N-Out. Still have yet to have it. Connor, what about uh, you? Since you are in LA right now, I guess. Well, I mean, uh, there's literally an In-N-Out Burger walking distance from me currently, and I have not had it. Um, and well, I've had it obviously before. I, I do like it. I, I will say I do like it. It is not a regular thing. I would say less than five times a year type of a thing, but uh, <laughs> it is pretty delicious. I, I, I'm going to go for it. It is delicious. Okay, good to know. I I I, I like it. 
I just think it's it can be a little overrated. It's overhyped, but I still like Maybe. it. I think it's a it's a solid burger. Their fries are good. But um, anyways, I just want to get hey, your it's no curiosity. Culver's, I, right, Ben? No Culver. Yeah, I mean Culver's is still my number one. So thank you. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> um, but back to podium. My number three is the McLaren IndyCar Social Team. I think oh, every yes. week they do a good job of just outdoing everybody with their driver content and getting Rossi, Fro, and uh, Pato to do stuff. Um, I respect oh, that because you know. Not every team is like that, but they did a good job of, you know, giving Fro some love, got on the pole, you know, you know, getting clips of him getting out of the car. And I think they did a good job of saying uh, farewell to him. And uh, obviously the David Malukas content was uh, good stuff as well, un- announcing him. So that'd be my P3. Because I always look to their stuff for inspiration because I appreciate them. So if anybody on the McLaren IndyCar team listens to Spe- Speed Streets, uh, shout out you guys. You guys are awesome. Highly doubt they do, but uh, I completely agree. Actually, <laughs> that's uh, they do a great job. It's it's. I mean, that's a very that's a high level organization right there. They got a ton of people wearing orange jackets, so it's uh, it's 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 pretty impressive. <laughs> orange. Um, so P two for me. This is kind of funny. We uh, there's a at at, at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca, whatever it is in in the paddock now. There's like this little. Um, they basically set up this like coffee stand. Like there's there's like a like a little like two little trailers that end up being this like nice coffee shop with some umbrellas, so you can be in the shade. Little tables. They have like pastries and sandwiches there. It was very delicious, and they were very kind people. And when you're unemployed, that's you know you don't really have a place to hang out. And so there was one moment where at this little coffee shop, uh, it was a basically a table full of the, the lost IndyCar drivers. You had me, Jack Harvey, Zach Veach, and Gabby Chavez all having a nice little coffee right right along the, uh, <laughs> right the table here. And I think there were a few folks that were coming like coming up to us like, oh, wow, like what are you guys doing? We're like, well, we're, we're certainly not driving right now, that's for sure. So it was... Uh, it was a very, very fun spot. I'm not gonna lie; the coffee was fantastic. The well, uh, the 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 muffins were great, and that's where the unemployed find themselves uh, hanging at the coffee shop, just discussing what's going on in life. So, got, got to give credit to this uh, this coffee shop. I, I forget the name of it. I think it was like Good Boy something. I don't I don't know what it was, but um, it was uh, they, were, they were great people. So that was oh. quite a funny scene, and and I enjoyed hanging out there. Sounds like a good time. Sounds like a good roundtable opportunity. I wish it was a very the loss was discussed. Yeah, and and then just you know let you guys go off about it. Love it. Uh, my my second place um, for the past few days, past weekend uh, is going to go to Dave Filoni. Uh, I know I touched on this already. I think after the first episode or two of Ahsoka, uh, but my God, man, um, the the last two that would be part four and five of Ahsoka have truly just made me feel the joy and electricity of being a, a kid and uh, just absolute magic, uh, a magic of Star Wars for sure. Won't give away any spoilers, but they've just been so good, so phenomenal. He's written and directed them. Well, he didn't direct last week. He wrote and direct uh, this last one, and he wrote, he's written all of them. Um, and so just a big cowboy tip of the cab to that man. He should have the keys to Star Wars for the foreseeable future. Until he doesn't want to do it anymore or he's in the ground, he's the next George Lucas. He is his Padawan. He deserves and should be running the franchise because what he makes is pure Star Wars, pure magic, 
and I love it. So a big a big P two to him. Great show. I, I do agree. Great show so far. I still got to get home and catch up on the latest episodes, but like great show. The one I You're watched. You're in for a ride, I, I my left. friend. You're in for a ride. Oh man, good. Ben, Ben, let's. let's I, any questions? You just fire them to me, and I'll be happy to take you through the can. Because there might be some stuff you're kind of like, wait a second, what's going on? I'm all in. I'm all in. Anybody, anybody, anybody wants to tweet at me, message me. I'm down to talk Ahsoka. All right, love it. I uh, I need to bum my a new Disney Plus account. Uh, Disney, please don't come after me. But uh, the one I was using is no longer available for me to use. So um, I am behind on for a while on that so i need to get on that i mean or i'll just get my own account and be an adult but you know what's the fun of that you can probably be an adult but i'm also pumped that spectrum and disney finally did sort out this stuff with espn because i was going to have a mental breakdown if i couldn't watch sports center in the morning anymore so thank you to disney and spectrum (laughs) (laughs) um p2 for me uh i'm gonna go for football as well my fantasy team scored the most points in my league by like 50 so it must be I, nice. It was like 145 or something. So Dude, yeah, I Chris got that going McCaffrey, for me. the Cowboys defense, Brandon Ayuk, pretty much <laughs> I, dealers. I had uh Herbert who did all right. Um the big one for me was hold on, let's see if I can pull it up really quick. You know, Nelf's tub your head, bro. I Come don't. On. Uh Aaron Jones got me 26, and then Stefan Diggs got me 26. Uh That's- Michael Pittman Jr. Um Gary Wilson got me 14. So my receivers running back showed out, so I, I shout out them. Um, but yeah, that's really the only good news about football I have from this past weekend. So we're just going to leave it at that. <laughs> good for you. Most there you go. weekend is is always a good accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we take yeah, that. I have to make. I definitely have to make some fantasy adjustments. Um, I, I'm 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 looking at my roster now. I had lost some people that uh, went down to some injuries, so not not great. Um, people on the list for me. Uh, is uh, antique stores. Uh, P1 on the list is an antique store in in Monterey, California. Um, I am not a big antique store visitor, but uh, this antique store in Monterey, like right downtown Monterey, um, might have had some of the coolest stuff like ever. Like D- Doug, I went with my my stepdad Doug and my mom. Doug got an old Indy 500 Atari set. Like there's a like a Brickyard 400 um like model car set from the 90s like they're incredible old nascar die cast like indie car stuff shirts um uh pokemon cards i bought some old pokemon cards i enjoyed that, that as well this this place had it all i uh, got a record like a record for my final record for my my girlfriend um so i i didn't know i did not know that giant antique stores in the wealthy part of california could be very exciting but i was fully locked in on some a lot of racing history stuff i even bought some old nascar cards a pack of old nascar cards uh, i did not open them yet but uh, i do own them so uh looks like early 90s or mid 90s nascar uh cards so um yeah i, I got to give a lot of credit to them i had a great time jack harvey was with me too we were we were hunting down things at the antique store so uh you know we, we might sound like we're 78 years old but we had a great time at the antique store Bro. Enjoy the unemployed life. Antiquing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Hey, you're preaching to the choir right here, man. Antiquing <laughs> has been a has been a hobby of me and my wife and my families for years now. Like we we have so many times when we don't have anything going on. If I got like a little off day or whatever, like we got some, you know, supplemental <laughs> income, we're going to find an antique store and you while well, you spend a couple hours in there, 
You take a coffee in there. Some of the good yep. ones have a coffee shop in there that you can oh, grab yeah, yeah, yeah. while you're walking around. And and you're right. There's and dude, you got to hit the ones that are in Indiana because you think that in California you're finding some race stuff. Imagine this. I mean, it's insane. You got to go. Uh, it, 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 add it to the list. Add it to the list. I'll send you <laughs> the links for them because I've gotten so many good collectibles and merch from these I love it. stores, uh, and it's really really awesome. Um, so hey. I'll be 78 years old with you all day, bro. <laughs> um, okay, my first place just goes to here as a finale. Um, IndyCar in 2023, because I really think this season we saw a lot of step forward and a lot of different things. I saw, I thought that the 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 marketing and the social team really leveled up the game and got on par with some really great stuff. I thought we had a bunch of different drivers and personalities showing their personalities more. Um, I thought that you had, um, I mean, obviously the TV ratings were huge success really throughout the entire year. You had a five new 500 champ, Joseph Newgarden, that, that we've been waiting for for so long, and he finally was able to get it done. I mean, he had all these different storylines. Um, yeah, yeah, you had big news of a big news break in and different players going different places. And I just really thought all, all in all, the, the 2023 season, um, provided a lot of really good growth, a lot of really memorable moments. And I think that, you know, in three, five, eight, ten years that when we really get IndyCar to where we've been talking about, you know, cause it's coming. I think you're going to look back at this time and then maybe really this season and be like, man, that was really when we started to see the greater good hopping on board with IndyCar and uh, some strides really being taken. So uh, I just think a big first place to uh, the 2023 season as a whole. I like that. I like that. Well, Ben, yeah. let's hear Let's wrap it up. Let's hear Let's hear it. Yeah, so I was telling Joey right before we started recording, but I saw Nickelback last night. That's my P1. Oh. Um I'm so jealous. <laughs> it was so uh, jealous. we got a good deal on tickets, and then we ran into some people. My roommate knew, and they got tickets for like half the price we did. So, which I mean, they weren't bad, but uh, that was a lot of fun for me. Like all this, I like a few of their songs and stuff, but it's more nostalgic because me, and my parents listened to that growing up. Like on the they had the black iPod with like all their albums on it, and that was the garage tunes they were playing. So very nostalgic. I sent some videos to my family, and they're all laughing. So um, yeah, it was, hey, it was a good time. Back. Yeah, they're, it was no, honestly good. I'm time. not hiding it. I will listen yeah. to it back. That is a great. That is a great set of music right there. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I mean, Chad Kroger did a great job. The vibe was good. Uh, Brantley Gilbert was one of the openers. He did a pretty solid job go. too. So it's a good experience. Yeah, yeah, definitely uh, a good way to spend a Tuesday night. Absolutely. I and completely- I've noticed you're a big show guy. You feel like you I go did, out and about. You take I've it been in. becoming more of a concert guy. Like. I've gone That's to more right. concerts in the past like year or two than I have like my whole life. So, you know, That's we're, good. we're round about. So you're young, man. That's what you young folks Gotta do. live it up. A yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's podium. That's milk dog. Yikes. And uh, hey, let's get into. Should we get in? We should talk to our guest, our very important special guest. Absolutely, I agree. All right, Austin Eckler. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this week uh, we have a a very talented guest, uh, a very athletic guest. Uh, a guest who plays in the National Football League uh, and someone who is probably someone you wish you had on your fantasy team, uh, Austin Eckler for the Los Angeles Chargers. Thank you so much for being here. How are you doing, my friend? We're, we're I'm doing great, over man. How are we feeling? 
Yeah, a little, a little banged up and uh, a little disappointed that we, uh, you know, came up short against Miami. But it was a, it was a shootout, and uh, you know, the offense played well, and so that was a, a positive that came out of that game. Um, and uh, yeah, looking forward to the rest of the season, man. It's, it's, it's fun. Football time is back. You mentioned the fantasy. I know people are excited about that. The sports <laughs> betting, all that. People getting crazed up about it. So it's back, and uh, you know, like I said, there's, there's no better feeling than you know for us as football players in that opening game. I completely agree. I I love. I mean, it's it's one of the best times of the year. Like we 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 have our racing season. It's now over. Football season is beginning, so we can fully focus on it. But before I get into football, I, I like we obviously want to talk about a little bit about that. But you this year came to the Long Beach Grand Prix, uh, your first IndyCar race. Uh, we got to kind of show you what's going on there. Uh, you and your now fiance. Congrats on that, by the way. Thank you. Um, but uh, what did you think, as as someone who obviously plays at the top level of of your arena, right, of your sport, um, you know, did what did you think of your first IndyCar experience? Whether it's you know the the team aspect, the athleticism aspect, like I'm I'm just very curious to see you know what you thought of it all. Yeah, um, so that was like my first racing event in a long time. And, you know, going around the track, like I didn't realize like how long the track was. And I didn't realize that you guys actually raced like on the actual street. Like yeah. I thought it was like usually like a like a, you know, in my head, I'm thinking of like some like stadium type of thing that has a track in the middle of it. Nope, it's literally on the street. So that was something that was crazy. And then just the intensity, like it's an intense feeling, especially when you guys are racing by and, you know, that you can feel the cars, you know, the, the, the vibrations on your chest, the stands um, and it, obviously the intense speeds as well. And so that's how I would describe it. It's it's really intense. Like, you know, there's moments where, you know, you, you don't see the cars because they're coming around, but you can hear coming around and it's like, OK, is there any passes that made that the scoreboard going on with the um with the uh the little jumbotron so you can kind of see when they're not around you but then here they come again and then that tends feeling like revisits you um and it's it was pretty special it was pretty special i appreciate you uh inviting us out to that man it's something i'll never forget absolutely now the nfl obviously everybody talks about the speed of that game and it's well documented how fast the nfl is and everybody in the nfl is it was that racing experience about the only sport that you can imagine where you'd be like more blown away from the speed than you are every week in the the game that you play? <laughs> we're talking different types of speed here, you know? Yeah. Like, we're talking about my body being able to run 20 oh, miles an hour, I you know. know? And now we're talking about going like, you know, 180 out here, you know, um, and flying by in these huge machines, uh, which still blows my mind. Uh, I'm just like, man, how do these brakes just not just roast, you know, going around the usual... <laughs> I was asking Connor, I was like, like, do you use like two, you know, feet for the pedals? Like, yep, you use one for the gas and one for the brakes, either all gas or like all brake. And I was just like, that's so, this blows my mind. But um, yeah, the speed of it is is definitely different, um, you know, because you're like driving your car. Actually, it was, I asked Connor one time, um, I forgot what you said, but I was like, maybe it was on a podcast we did back in the day. I was like, does it feel like you're driving really slow when you're like in your own car, <laughs> you know, just casually when you're going oh, like yeah. 50 and you're just like, dang, what the heck, you know, <laughs> uh, it's a different type of speed for sure. Yeah. So I, I always am curious, you guys as a team, right? Your, your quarterback has to be playing his best game. The O-line has to be playing their best game. The defense has to be playing, you know, for us as well, we have like the pit crew, right? Like when you saw the pit stops and you could see, Hey, like that race, we had a long pit stop. We had an issue that like basically took us out of the race, right? There was, there's things like that where 
I think it's fascinating to relate top level sports different, like in that arena. Do you kind of see that same thing? Like, hey, everyone's got to be playing at the highest level if you want to, yeah. you know, the the most successful day. Yeah, and it's that's kind of interesting, especially in in your sport, right? With with the indie cars, it's like you're seen as like the person, like oh, it's it's just Connor, but you know the pit stop crew, right? They couldn't, the the jack wasn't working or whatever was happening, yeah, right? Yeah. Like through the whole race off, like that happens. And if you look at our game that we just played, you know, our offense, we scored 34 points. And if you, if you just look at that, like, oh, you scored 34 points, that's pretty good. But guess what? The defense let up 36. Um, yeah. And so it's like, well, you lost the game. And so it takes it takes a crew, it takes a team. Everyone has their own little piece of it. You know, it comes down to preparation that you go through, you know, even for you going through practice laps, right? Go in your simulator, right? You're going through all that stuff, you know, in the weight room, making sure that you're physically able to actually go in there and, and you know, perform. So the preparation starts so much further back than what the final product is shown. Uh, but when that final product day is, it's like, okay, this is a test of all of our teams and all the functionality between everybody. Can we put it together for one final show? And that's what makes, you know, our sport so intense. It's because everyone's trying to do that. And it's so competitive. And man, it's, it's, it's a sight to see. Have you been uh, like most of the world the past few years and been on the, on the F1 train, whether it be through Netflix and Watching the early morning races, uh, what are your thoughts on Formula One? Have you dove into that at all? I have not at all. Um, the only reason right. I've even really heard about it is because I live in Las Vegas and really? we are rebuilding our roads for Formula One <laughs> out there. So there's like a 10-year contract that they're going to have like a race out there for the next 10 years or something like that. So that's we the only reason I've really heard about it. Other than that, really, Connor's the only uh, attachment that I've had to racing so far. Thank God. We'll we'll take it. We'll <laughs> better anyway. We'll take that. <laughs> I will be in Vegas for the F1 race, though, so I can't wait uh, to see what they've done with the roads. So, yeah, yeah. Don't go there now. It's I, terrible. Aside yeah. from football, I, I think like how we even met in the first place is how you branch outside of football, right? Like, yeah, we you know we'll get into hey the uh, you know the the X's and the O's and, and all that stuff, but like. I think what you've done is so impressive when it comes to building your brand, building things outside of football. Um, because you know, you, you let me in on this wild set when we had dinner. Like you know, the injury rate in the NFL is like a hundred percent, something absurd. Yep. It's like it's not it if hundred percent get injured, it's when. So like that that is a and, and that's crazy. Like we don't we don't we obviously hate seeing that, but like you, I think have thought at a higher level. You love the esports side of things. You you have this entire basically like team uh, a group of folks that that work i mean you're a streamer like that's mm -hmm. that's such a big element i think to being an athlete being a brand attracting more folks you know you have a great foundation as well i mean there's mm -hmm. so many cool things what made you start thinking about that side of it like what 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 got you into that arena of like hey i love like my day job's football like obviously like we're gonna go out there and be the best player on the field but there's another element to it as well yeah um when it comes to kind of summarizing like my efforts and why I do the things that I do, really, I think you can summarize it by looking at communities and me trying to bring communities together to some aspect. Um, you know, for even the way we met in the streaming space, it was like, yeah. let me try to bring some athletes together so we can leverage each other's platforms and try to grow together. And, you know, for the foundation, it's let me put implement resources into the community so that people can go and use these things um even i'm starting an app you know it's called experience it's it's a way for for fans to engage with influential people so 
really, I've been really hyper-focused on how to extract the most value out of community. And those are where all of my efforts have now gone into. And so all the different things that I'm building are, are focused around that, even the stream, right? The stream is a perfect example. Like let's bring a community together. Now I'm building a discord server so we can play games. I'll have a subscription in there. So I also have this business mind as well. So like, how do you sustain this stuff? We have to have some type of value that you're earning money off of so that you can continue to grow and put resources back in and create this cycle. And um, for me, that's really what I think my, my fulfillment, my, where my fulfillment lies within just my life is let me continue to try to bring people together. So that's why I do all these. That's why even my team, my team helps facilitate teams that help me with my ventures. And so there's a lot that goes into it, but it started really small. It honestly really started with Gridiron Gaming Group, our, our, my little yeah. streaming, our little streaming company. And then it started to blossom out from there. Can you tell us more about the experience? That sounds yes. Like- so experience uh, right now, it's in like a, a family and friends version, so to speak, where um, there's different types of engagements that give access to people like myself. So let me ask you, Joey, like if you were, if you had an Austin Eckler jersey and wanted to get it signed, how would you do it? Probably DM me on Instagram and hope yeah, for- Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like it's terrible, right? And so on experience, we have a category called sign my stuff. So now you could go to my experience profile and if you wanted to get your jersey signed, you could pay my fee, right? And then follow the directions and it basically facilitates that jersey getting signed by me and then facilitates it getting from me to you. If you wanted to play any games with me, if you wanted to get a, a, a personalized video from me, if you want to do a video chat. So we have six different offerings right now uh, where these influential people can offer different things to their fans. Um, and sign my stuff has been like one of my favorite because it's just an outdated industry in my opinion. So things like that. And now we're in a, a situation where we're actually looking to start white labeling it. So if let's say uh, Indie Racing wants to have a place where they can help their their people monetize their brand names, monetize your name, where it's like, hey, Connor Daly just won this race. Hey, boom, we're putting we're putting a hundred sign posters up for him for for fifty bucks per poster. Boom, he just made you know you know a grand or whatever like whatever it came out to be. You know things like that, little things like that, sort of white labeling it for different um, colleges, different groups, uh, where now you can ho- host or uh, host all of your um, influential people, your team. So colleges, football, basketball, baseball, all of them on there, right? Indy could be all the Indy car racers. So we'll probably be reaching out to Indy actually um, and seeing if they want to put all the racers on there and, and provide more opportunities for for fan engagement, which also helps Indy out as well. Um, and it's an opportunity for you know all the Indy um, car drivers to make some more money on top of it and increase their fan base um, and share them across the board. So that's experience. It's like yeah, a complete better version of Cameo then. Yeah, so yeah. So, yeah so Cameo is really good at like, one simple thing here it is but we're yeah. we're like a social engagement platform we have some social yeah. features in there so let's say connor does a personalized video for somebody that would live on indycar racing's feed and it's called a fan feed so now if someone is a fan of some other racer and they see the fan feed they saw a video from connor and he crushed it like boom there's a buy button on that they can go buy it right now um so that's what we're in the midst of right now so i've been working on that project for like two years i have a whole dev team um and yeah, just continue to expand the, side of the team. That's yeah. awesome. I, I, th- there's a lot of value there for sure. I think because again, there there are several folks that obviously we you know we interact with a ton of people at races all the time, right? Boom, we're going to yeah. sign stuff, all that. And like I I do think our sport has taken a step forward, like in viewership this year, and, and it is growing. The attention is going 
you know, in, in the right direction, right? So having something like that is is great. Like I have, I did a hundred t-shirts for my hundredth start at Long Beach, right? Yeah. And we still have like, I got like 50 or 60 that are left over. And I was like, I would love to sell these, but like, I, I you know, maybe that would be the perfect place to do it, right? You do something exactly. customized. Like, exactly. I, I don't want to just start an eBay page to go and just, you know, try to sell right. these one you know what i mean it's not it's exactly you're hitting it right on the head like we're creating a relevant site where this is for engagements not just for you but for the rest of your league too so it captures exactly. other people's interests so it becomes super applicable um and you know i think it like in my my realm like college football players can now get paid right and so yeah. let's say someone in college has a big game and you know college players well they used to be broke now they're making some money a little bit yeah uh, but it's like you have a big game boom we can instantly get out player cards for you t-shirts you know something for you that we can capitalize on this on this fan engagement space and now now it's not brand deals that you're getting right brand what do brand deals do they use the attention that's on you to push a different product you know like hey we're going to be selling these austin eckler bobbleheads yeah go buy yeah. a bobblehead right and that's that's great because that push puts it on me because it's Austin Eckler. But it's like, hey, if I have a deal with Amazon, you know, it's like, okay, hey, everyone go buy stuff off of Amazon and use my link. It's like, that doesn't direct stuff back to me. But if I can get 50 bobbleheads for a guy who just went off and it's like, now they have this sitting on their desk. Now it's, now they see that all the time. It's Austin Eckler. And they remind, they're reminded of Austin Eckler that moment that they felt that emotion and it's attached to this thing. Or, or to that one time they got a video chat with me or they got a poster or if they, you know, on, are on my subscription now and they're seeing like, you know, my warm-up routine or like, you know, my Q&A. And so there's all of these different aspects of using your own personal brand, but a lot of them push away from your personal brand instead of bringing to your personal brand. Um, and so that's what I'm trying to combat with experience. Yeah, because people want things too, like right out the gate. Like if you see something, you're like, boom, I need that right now. You know what I mean? Emotions. You got to capture the motions. Yes. All right, Wild's hot. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so Go ahead, Connor. Speaking a little bit about football, yesterday I would say you guys had the most exciting game of the weekend. I I, I mean, I think there was a lot of, I'm not going to lie, a lot of games that uh, twisted my mind up and I didn't see a lot of activity. I was watching Red Zone at one point. And uh, they were like, well, this is the least amount of touchdowns scored in like the first half of all these in a long time. It, it was very interesting. And obviously, it's the beginning of the season. My girlfriend's roommate was actually at the game yesterday. Uh, nice. here today. So, um, you know, obviously, yes, very close game. I think you guys got to be obviously proud of what, you know, what was going on. But the Dolphins look really good, too. So what what did you think of week one? I mean, we obviously still have Monday Night Football going on, but like week one, I don't know if you got to watch many of the games yet, but what like what's going on right now? There was yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you know at the beginning of the season, offenses are still trying to get into a rhythm, and I would be interested actually to see like the the statistics on the scoring at the first four games compared to the last four games. I would say the last four probably a lot more scoring because offenses have gotten into a rhythm. Now we know what to expect from the defense, right? Where there's new coordinators going all over the place. And so we're trying to figure out their tendencies. Some stuff's a little bit, um, you know, out in the blue where we don't know yet. So um, we'll see. Give it time. There's always exciting football like our game we had going on. And I think football gets more exciting when the playoff picture starts to kind of come into effect as well. So right now it's kind of just like we're just playing games. Um, it doesn't really feel like it's for anything yet. And so as that's what's great about the NFL season. It's a little bit shorter. So the games matter a lot more. So 
that makes the games earlier in the season start to matter a lot more, you know, earlier on. Cause like, what's the playoff picture looking like? And people are getting hyped, like playoffs, baby, Super Bowl, right? And so you can play on emotions. And so game one is really kind of like, see our team. Hopefully my team looks good. If they didn't, then, you know, I'm kind of upset and waiting for next week. But really there's, it's like nothing really matters yet. It's like, it matters, but not really. Cause there's a lot that can change. Like the Giants just got beat by 40 last night, you know, in Sunday oh. night football, you know, and it's like, yeah, that sucks for them, but do I expect them to be the worst team in the league now? No, they'll bounce back. They have the players to get it done. And so it's like everyone's feeling each other out. You know, it's the first open week. Hopefully you start out on a hot note, but guess what? It comes down to really how that midseason and how you finish the season does. So I'm excited about it, like I said uh, at the very beginning of this. And, uh, you know, I got a, a few fantasy teams myself, so I keep up with the with the different rosters and stuff. Um, and watch all the highlights after after our game. And uh, yeah, football's back. And I mean, it's still exciting. It's still exciting, even though some of the games weren't as good. There there was a lot uh, of coverage and, uh, you know, news following the the running back situation throughout the league over the summer. The, the, the Zoom call that I believe you were one of the main orchestrators of to get your fellow running back on the call. Uh, you know, the, the the day after Saquon, you know, signs a contract to get paid. How do you think that that went? The Zoom call itself. Are you seeing? Are you? Do you feel like you're seeing some changes being made to that uh, payment of the running back position? Or do you still feel like you got a long way to go? What's your status with the running backs and the contract situation right now? Yeah. Um. So I think I think it was definitely effective what we did. Um. Really, there was guys that were not getting necessarily what they wanted. Um, and I think it was effective not because we got them what they wanted, but because we're helping change the narrative of like, the running backs are pissed. And people know that now, right? Like that narrative's out there. The running backs are obviously mad. They're meeting up together. That When is that ever publicized that people are meeting to talk contracts? Like that doesn't usually happen. So that was one of the things we were trying to put out there was like, hey, we got to change this narrative and let everyone know that we're not okay with this. Um, and the contracts, they don't move fast. Like it's year to year, um, you know? And so it takes, takes a while to get this stuff changed. So did we get immediate results? No, we'd be naive if we thought we were going to get, you know, immediate results from this, but really it was change the narrative. That's what we can do in the short term. And then what also we can do in the short term is make sure that we continue to go out there and play at a high level and show these teams that, Hey, we make a difference in your offense. So those are the two short term things that we can do long-term. Um, you know, we can continue to discuss kind of the found, the foundation of, of our uh, CBA kind of this franchise thing that has been happening to guys where like, let's use you for an example, Joe, you have a job. All right. You have this job. You're doing really good at the job. You're actually doing so good at the job that you want to go find a different person to work for, but your employer says, no, you can't do that. I'm actually going to pay you this and you don't get it. You don't get to negotiate it. And that's what we're running into where it's like, actually you're doing really good. So I don't want to lose you, but I don't also I also well, don't want to pay you what you with the what right. the market might be able to pay you. So I'm just gonna give you a one year deal, one year. And so if you get hurt after that one year deal, sucks for you. Oh, but also guess what, Joey? If you go out there and you were the best player at your position again and break every single record, I can do it to you again. Um. So yeah, you can see why we're pissed off. Oh yeah, um, so it's a so really weird thing going from we're all about the same age, and I mean when we were growing up, you know, running backs are still getting drafted first, second overall. I mean, yeah. teams built their teams around the running back, and then now all of a sudden here we are in our late twenties, early thirties, and it's changed that quickly. Yeah, do you think it could swing back at all? I mean, or is this just a totally new world? It depends on the players. Well, depends on the players. How much of an impact does a player make? 
I don't care what position they play. If they make a good impact, if they make a great impact, then you should have an opportunity. Well, first of all, you should have an opportunity to go and get an open market deal and not be, you know, constructed by the confinements of the constitution saying you can get franchised, but you should also, right, get paid for your significance to that team. Um, and, you know, you can look at any position, all positions get hurt and that's football. And that's the risk we all take, but putting it back on an individual and saying you're going to take a one-year deal because I don't want to have to pay you and give you a longer term is, is really one-sided. Um, and that, in my opinion, that's something we're fighting for. Yeah. Well, no, man, no. I, I really appreciate your time. I, I, I think that we were able to do this literally the day after you're playing week one is, uh, is astounding. So we appreciate that. For sure. uh, and I, I, I'm like, Hey man, I don't want to take too much. But I want to ask you one more question for, right, for one more. Let's get it for young athletes, for young like like young drivers, young football players, basketball players, whatever it is, baseball. Uh, what do you think would be your best piece of advice you could give? Because like I think no matter what sport you're playing, whether you're driving race cars, whether you're doing whatever, there's there's something that you think you would have liked to have known, or you think you could bestow upon these uh, these young folks that are that are trying to be a professional athlete at the highest level. What do you think your best advice to any next generation athlete would be? Yeah, and this advice goes beyond just athletes, actually. Um, but what I love to tell just humans in general is never stop building your character yourself, not even focusing on your individual craft, but the principles of how you go about using yourself, how you go about working, right? practicing good principles to live by. And that's continuing to always grow and learn and knowledge, continue to always connect, find something that you can commit yourself into. Um, and, you know, the reason I say that is because I think we find a lot of, especially in the sports world, a lot of people that are doing, you know, astonishing things that are, you know, remarkable. However, where they're lacking, where they're lacking is the character to actually sustain that. Right. And so you see these guys or, and girls that go in, they're really astonishing. They do remarkable things. And then all of a sudden they're gone and they're just not, they're just not relevant anymore. Yes, because you, everyone falls off when you're not on the platform anymore, but also because we're not building, a lot of people aren't building their character to actually be able to sustain that and continue to build outside of what they're in. And they only can do one thing. And when you really pigeonhole yourself to do one thing, um, it's not a bad thing. You can still make it, but you need to continue to build up your base around you so that when your life continues to go forward, that you have something to also build on top of when that ends as well. And I'll say the reason I say that too, is because if you always are focused on building yourself and becoming the best version of yourself, it's going to help you be better in your sport, be better in your craft, because now you're going to be, now you're going to be able to see it from a broader perspective and not be so narrow minded. Um, because you're going to be learning for that, looking for that knowledge. You're going to be look, talking to other people that are about it and doing it and maybe do, doing other things. And so the more well-rounded you are as an individual, but continuing to grow, the better off you're going to be. And the more, I think you're going to be motivated to want to go and be at the best in your craft. And so, uh, I'll simplify it a little bit, but continue to find ways to increase your capabilities. Um, that, that would be my advice. I'm, I, I mean, I'm ready to run through a wall. So I, uh, I, <laughs> Yeah, really I, good stuff. let's go. Really let's good go. stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I, I, I hate to see it, man. Like I hate to see people that are really good at one thing and they don't utilize that as an opportunity to build up the rest of themselves around them. Like, look at you. You're doing this podcast right now. It's 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 a. It might not be the best podcast in the world, but guess what? It's doing for you. 
guess what it's doing for all of you? It's giving you an opportunity to talk to people. It's giving you, you know, uh, a way for you to continue to improve your communication skills. It's giving you ways to ex get exposure. You're trying this. Maybe you won't like this. Maybe you do like this. There's so many benefits that come in from just doing these little tiny things that you think are, you know, not even effective. Um, but, you know, you could be just hanging around, you know, playing video games and, you know, doing that and doing nothing and wasting your time. And so you wouldn't be building your character. And there's a place for that. But I think there's also a place to understand that there's opportunities in life. And if you don't take advantage of them, um, you know, you're never going to know what your full potential could have possibly been or even close to it. I so, love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, we appreciate it, man. I, I'm definitely going to come to a game, by the way, because I obviously spend a you're now in LA. So yes. uh, I cannot wait to get to a game, uh, see it all happen. Uh, and honestly, man, good luck with everything. I know, uh, you, know you. you guys have a great year. I, I, it's going to be exciting to watch. And um, and yeah, we I want to have you at the Indy 500 next year. That's the next race. Let's we go, gotta, man. Well, yeah, I love yeah. that one. Of the world, essentially. So we got to get you there. So I, I, I appreciate you, man. Yeah, likewise. Thank you, Austin. Likewise. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate we'll it, buddy. You. Well, I think that was a terrific interview. And also, like, I mean, right after week one of the NFL, I, when when I when I was talking with his assistant, I did not expect to you know be be getting that that quick of an interview. First of all, the day literally the day after the game. So uh, really <laughs> massive thank you to uh, to Austin Eckler, a great friend of mine. He's a um, uh, you know an aspiring IndyCar fan for sure. I think he really really enjoyed his Long Beach Grand Prix experience. Uh, so we just got to get him to the 500 next. So we'll see. Hopefully they have a great year. Um, but yeah, really, really, really thankful for that interview for sure. No doubt. Yeah, I appreciate his time. Um, I told you guys I had interviewed him before a handful of years back, and uh, he's you know still as um, enlightening and interesting uh, as he was then. You know now, and so really, really awesome stuff there. Another good gift from Connor. Uh, I want to get on that experience app, that the app that he built. Yeah, That's yeah, really sweet. Um, Me too. But, Anyways, all right, let's finish up here with our random Indy 500 driver of the week. Absolutely, the Ricky Treadway random Indy 500 driver of the week. This week uh, comes from the 1964 Indy 500. 1964 was one of A.J. Foyt's Indy 500 wins. Um, we went down to the 31st place finisher. Tough day for him. Uh, looks like a lap one crash. Ronnie Duman. Ronnie Duman is our... Uh, random Indy 500 driver of the week this week. Ronald Barth Duman, uh, American race car driver who competed in the USAC Championship Car Series in the Indy 500. Uh, Doomer, Duman, of course, as many drivers were back in those days, an accomplished driver in sprint cars and midget cars, uh, won the prestigious, the prestigious Little 500 at Anderson Speedway in 1959 and 1960. Um, he's a Michigan man, uh, later moved to Speedway, Indiana, lived across the street from the track. Well, that's pretty cool um let's see how many indy 500 so he tried to qualify for 1961 through 63 did not make it um but then had looks like one two three five indy 500s with a best finish of sixth so wow so i ended up ended up getting a solid last indy 500 to to finish his finish off his indy 500 career yeah, living the dream of all of us there. I think living across the street from the track, huh? That's, yeah, uh, that that that's signed me up for that. I mean, I know that uh, I've gotten to live inside the track for the last two years for a month, but uh, hey, yeah. you put there on Main Street Speedway, I'm a happy man. All right, Ronnie Duman, 
Uh, Ronnie rest- Duman, sadly, R.I.P. Ronnie Duman. It was two weeks after he finished sixth, his best yeah. in the event result. He was killed uh, in a race. Which is, uh, you know what? That is very sad. But he got his best Indy 500 finish before that. Uh, so you know what? Went out on a, uh, uh, you know, on a very sad note. But uh, held head held high at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So uh, so Ronnie Dubin, R.I.P. Um, but uh, wow, what a wild, uh, wild, wild era back then. No doubt. Went out with a bang, Ronnie Dubin. All right, appreciate that very much. Um, okay, the 2023 season is in the books for IndyCar. Like Connor said, still got NASCAR playoffs, still got Formula One. Obviously, football's which in we post- will talk about. We will yep. talk about a little bit of it. You know? we're, we're not going anywhere. Uh, okay, this is a per usual. Now we get into you know even more fun antics and then different uh, rumors and news and topics and freedom that we have um, because IndyCars are not on track for a little bit. Uh, but that's all good because we'll be here next week. We will be having our recap show of the entire 2023 season. We'll look back on some of the predictions that we made at the beginning of the year, way back in February and March, and uh, where we sit now here in September. Now that it's all said and done, and we've crowned a champion, both 500 champion and an IndyCar season champ with Alex Below. Looking forward to it. We'll talk to you next week on Speed Street. Check out the newest episode of the Dale Jr. Download, available wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to follow the show so you don't miss an episode. This bit of badassery was made by Dirty Mo Media. Dirty Mo.